Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have your attention. If you are a subscriber, then welcome back. We've got a big show today. I've just landed back in Australia, coming back home from Bali after spending some time in the sun, enjoying some good food, still training every single day, um, but nice and relaxing trip uh, away, getting some warm weather before returning to freezing Melbourne. I got off the plane yesterday morning. It was three degrees. Uh, When I got on the plane in Bali, it was about 33 Uh, So it's good to be back and I've got plenty of content that I want to get through and being away has kind of given me a few different ideas and I'm going to use one of those ideas today. So while I was over there, I spent, uh, as I said, a lot of time relaxing and eating good food, but I also made sure that I got my training in every single day because I love it and I think, you know, I wrote in yesterday's email to my list, um, which if you're not on that list, you can join the the list in um, in the show notes below. I've got a link to my free email newsletter that goes out every single day from Monday to Friday every week. But I actually mentioned in it uh, yesterday when I got back, I, uh, I, I mentioned how for me, fitness, health and fitness is a lifestyle. It's not something that I just turn on and off. So even when I'm away, if I'm a lot more relaxed with my nutrition, I still like to train. I still enjoy it. And that's the way you should be as well. Because when you're consistent with your training and your food, one bad week um, you know, is not going to derail your progress, especially if you're still staying on top of either the nutrition or the training. So I always say if I can't train or I don't want to train while I'm away, then I make sure that I eat really well. If I don't eat as well, then I make sure that I train every day so I'm at least getting one of the two variables. I'm still keeping one of the two variables under control. But what I want to go over today is five different hit finishes, so high intensity interval training finishes that you can throw in at the end of your strength training workouts or even while you are on holidays on their own. So a workout by itself, you might do a few of these together at the same time. To really increase your energy expenditure or to get a lot of energy burnt in a short period of time and some of these will include some form of resistance as well So, because I think you get more benefit with that strength side of things as well as the conditioning and getting your heart rate up. But these workouts are short, they're not so sweet but they will be very effective in getting your results whether that be fat loss, whether that be increasing your fitness levels Um, and I thoroughly enjoy these and you know, when I say enjoy them, they sound good in theory. They may not feel good afterwards, but you're going to get some really good effects from these. I know my clients are probably listening to this at the moment saying, you know, these are, this is the worst five minutes of, of my life. But don't be too scared away because if you want to get good results, then you need to put in the work. And I'm going to go through these five workouts for you today. So make sure you hang around as well towards the end of the episode because I do have a social media question of the week, which I'm sure you're all going to be very interested in. I'm going to be telling you what is my most valuable exercise in the gym. I had someone ask me yesterday, if I could only do one exercise for the rest of my life, what would it be? So make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. I'm going to tell you what that that exercise is. All right, so let's get stuck into the show, guys. All right, so these five workouts all can be done at the end of the workout, as I mentioned, or they can be done as a, you know, you could pair them up and do them together if you've only got a short period of time, but they are going to be highly effective, but there are a few rules. Now, rule number one is that you must do the effort levels at 100%. So the intensity has to be as high as possible and the rest times have to be strict. That's the second rule. Rest times have to be strict. And you need to make sure that to get the most out of these guys, you're giving 110%. You should be going as hard as possible because as I've mentioned on the show before, high intensity interval training is called high intensity interval training for a reason. 
I think a lot of people don't actually realize how hard you need to go when you're doing intervals to get the benefit out of it, especially if it's only for a short period of time. So just think, you know, you're going to get the most bang for your buck if you put in the most amount of effort that you possibly can. So let's get stuck into these five workouts. Now, the first one, you're going to need access to a treadmill if possible, okay? So we have two exercises. We have a deadmill sprint and we have a squat, just a bodyweight squat. So what you're going to do is you're going to put five minutes on the clock and you're going to start with a 15 second deadmill sprint. So if you don't know what a deadmill sprint is, you're going to hold on to the rail at the front of the treadmill, leaving the treadmill off and you're gonna sprint at 100% intensity against the belt on the treadmill for 15 seconds, so as hard as you possibly can. After you've done that, you're gonna step off the back of the treadmill straight away, do five body weight squats as low as you can, and then you're gonna rest. Now we're doing every minute on the minute, so you do your 15 second sprint and your five squats, whatever's left in that minute is rest, and that's complete rest. And it may not sound like a lot of work, but you're going to need it, especially with these deadmill sprints. If you've never done them before, and you're in for a bit of a rude surprise, but this is one of my absolute favorites, and I actually did this one uh, yesterday with Steph, Steph Claire Smith, who's been a, uh, a guest on the show in a previous episode with Laura, and she was absolutely gassed, and you know, before we did the the, um, the finisher, we actually put it up into the Keep It Cleaner Facebook group, and she, I mentioned to her, I said, this is gonna be a lot harder than what it seems like, and within two to three sets, she was absolutely gassed, and um, I put up a video on my Instagram story, if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at DJK Fitness. I put up a video of her at the end of the five sets and she was not in a good way. So that is number one. So every minute on the minute for five minutes. So nice and quick, but you're gonna get a lot, a lot of value out of this five minutes. Number two, you're going to need access to a spin bike. Now, I've actually done an episode where I talked you through a high intensity interval training and this was one of the exercises in that podcast. But this is just four minutes, that's all you're gonna need. On a spin bike, it's called Tabata, so we're going 20 seconds at max effort with 10 seconds complete rest in between every single set. So four minutes, eight sets. Uh, as I mentioned, the efforts need to be as hard as you can possibly go, and the rest time can be as low intensity as you like. So I set up the bike, I make sure the seat's at the right height, for the effort levels, I go moderate to heavy resistance because I want to be making sure that uh, I'm pedaling as fast as I possibly can, but also having enough resistance that it really starts to burn by the time you get to about 10 seconds. Now, on this one, the first few sets may seem relatively comfortable, but that 10 seconds rest is not enough time for you to recover before you go again on your next effort level. So good luck on this one. You're going to need it. Sounds easy, four minutes, only 20 on, 10 off, for eight sets but this will completely gas you. And this is definitely one of my go-tos when I'm short on time and I need to get the most out of my time. So give this one a go and let me know how you go with that one. Workout number three or hit session number three is we're gonna need access to a sled on this one. So a prowler or a sled, okay? And we're also gonna need access to a weighted plate. So like a, a, a plate that we use on a barbell. So in this case, for example, uh, you might use, I did this one with a client this morning, we used a 10 kilo plate, um, and our two exercises are going to be walking lunges, so overhead walking lunges holding the plate above your head. You're gonna do a total of 30 steps with that one, so you're holding the plate directly above your head with your arms straight, squeezing your glutes and keeping your pelvis nice and neutral so we're not arching the back. Taking big steps, so for a total of 30 reps, 15 each leg. Now, as soon as you're done, you're gonna put that 10 kilo plate on the sled, and go up and back. So depending on how long your track is, we're gonna do 20 meters here as fast as possible. And then once you get back to the start, you've got 60 seconds rest before you go again, and you're gonna do a total of seven sets. 
Okay, so 30 steps on the walking lunges with the plate above your head. As soon as you finish the lunges, put the plate onto the sled, up and back or 20 meters as hard as you possibly can, and then 60 seconds rest. Now in your rest time, I'd recommend staying upright, so staying on your feet. Take it easy, just walk around, get the breath, get the air in, sorry, in through your nose, out through your mouth, and make sure you're recovered enough in time to go again for the next set. So a minute between sets, going as hard as you possibly can in your, in your work periods, making sure those lunges are with perfect form. And this one is an absolute burner, guys, but I know you're gonna love it. And as I said, these are highly effective to getting energy expenditure, uh, but also even with muscle growth. Because as I've said, in a lot of these, I'm using resistance. So you're getting some form of resistance and strength training in with that cardiovascular uh, efforts as well. So that's number three. Now let's move on to number four. So for this one, you're going to need access to some form of medicine ball, preferably a dead ball. Now all a dead ball means is that the ball, when it hits the ground, it stops. And battle ropes. So what you're going to do on this one is you're going to start at 10 reps of medicine ball slams and 100 reps on the rope. So you're gonna do both ropes at the same time, so both hands at the same time. Each set, you're gonna drop two medicine ball slams and drop 10 slams on the rope. So the first set will be 10 medicine ball slams and 100 uh, slams on the rope. Second set is gonna be eight medicine ball slams and uh, and 80 on the rope. So I think, I can't remember whether I said 10 or 20. So I'll just clear that up again. So medicine ball slams is gonna start at 10 and go down by two each set. Ropes is going to start at 100 and go down by 20 each set. So on the last set, you'll be doing 10, uh, two medicine ball slams, sorry, and 20 slams on the rope. So this is an absolute killer, guys. And now it's obviously going to seem like it's just going to be upper body that's going to burn. But with those medicine ball slams and even on the battle ropes, you're really using your core. You're staying in that low position with the ropes. And on the medicine ball slams, you're obviously having to squat down and pick up the ball. So this is a killer for the glutes and the quads as well, not to mention the abs and, of course, the arms as well. So by the time you finish this one, you're gonna be absolutely gassed because there is no rest, okay? So no rest, only resting when you absolutely need it. So starting at 10 of the slams, 100 of the ropes, going down by two each set on the slams and down by 20 each set on the ropes. Good luck with this one as well because this is an absolute killer and I absolutely love finishing with this one if I've done an upper body workout and I'm on holidays and I've got access to these pieces of equipment. Um, this is also one that I like to do with athletes as well because it's both functional exercises and, and as I mentioned, you're getting a lot of core work in these two exercises as well. So really good combo, that one, and that's number four. All right, lastly, moving on to number five, and this is very similar um, to the one that I've just mentioned just now. We're going to need access to a rower, and you're also going to be doing push-ups. So that's our second exercise. Obviously, you don't need any uh, equipment for the push-ups. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with, we're always going to be doing 200 meters on the rower. Okay, so we're doing five sets. We're going to start with 200 meters on the rower, and then we're going to do 10 push-ups. Each set, you're actually going to increase the push-ups by five. Okay, so starting with 200 on the rower, first set, you'll do 10 push-ups. Second set on the rower, you do 200. Second set of push-ups, you do 15, and so on and so forth. We're going to go for five total sets on that one. So by the last set, you'll be doing 30 push-ups and 200 meters on the rower. And um, I just find, I don't know if other people that are listening find the same thing, but with the rower, it absolutely smashes me every time. It always seems like it's gonna be relatively straightforward. The first few sets always feel uh, relatively easy. And I say relatively easy because there's still, it's always gonna be hard if you're going 100%. But once I reach a certain point, my quads go, my glutes go, my heart rate's going through the roof, and those push-ups get even harder and harder. 
And you know, most workouts you're gradually decreasing the reps. In this one, we're increasing the reps on these push-ups, okay? So this is a tough one. Um, I know you're going to enjoy it. Well, you'll enjoy it once you're finished. But that is the last of the five workouts. So just to quickly go over those again, number one was the dead mill sprint with the squat. Number two is the walking lunges with the plate above your head into a sled push. Number three, oh sorry, number two was the spin bike Tabata. Number three was the walking lunges and the sled push. Number four is medicine ball slams and battle ropes. And number five is the rower into the push-ups. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the show, these are some of my favorite hit finishes. And I want you to have a crack at these and let me know how you go. Now, if you have a go at these in the gym and you're doing it with a training partner, even better because the more competitive it is, the more fun it is. I find it's so much easier as well to do it with, with a training partner that's going to be pushing you. You're going to get a lot more out of it, but it's also a little bit easier mentally knowing that your partner is doing it at the same time. And uh, I'd actually love for you to get a video or even some photos doing these, uh, these hit sessions and post them up on your social media and let me know how you go. Give me some feedback about these. In the near future, you might see a few of these on my social media. Give them a like and, and comment below it and let me know how you went with them as well. So that is the end of those five workouts. I want you to give them a try and let me know how you go. But for now, let's get into this week's social media question of the week. All right, guys, before we go any further in this week's episode, I wanted to make sure that you are subscribed to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. So go and hit that button if you haven't already. Please do leave a review and a five-star rating if you do enjoy the show. And of course, as always, if you've enjoyed today's episode or you got some value from it and you think you know someone else that could get some value from it, take a screenshot of this episode, post it up on your Instagram story, your Snapchat, the link on your Facebook, or even just tell a friend because the more ears on the show, the better. The more people's attention we can get, the more people that we can help. So that'd be fantastic. Now, let's move on to the question of the week. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, somebody asked me yesterday, if I could only do one exercise for the rest of my life, what would it be? Now, the answer to that question was deadlifts. And the reason for this is firstly, it is mainly or what's predominantly training the posterior chain. Now, I think, I think it's pretty obvious that most people do a lot of work on the anterior part of our body, so the front, so your chest, um, biceps, abs, quads. And a lot of the stuff we do in day-to-day life is on that front side of the body, the anterior side of the body, but we tend to neglect the posterior of our body. So the glutes, hamstrings, upper back, lower back, um, and even calves. Now, I know you guys listening, you're all neglecting calves. If you're like me, you're definitely neglecting calves. Um, but deadlifts is just my favorite exercise because not only are you getting strength work out of it, you're going to be um, you know, helping yourself build muscle. It's, it's one of the best muscle builder exercises out there. But you're also getting so much core work. You're getting, um, you know, you can potentially be getting aerobic work because you're using so many muscle groups. It's a multi-joint uh, compound movement that requires a lot of energy and requires a lot of oxygen to the working muscles, which means that you're you're burning so much energy in that exercise compared to an exercise such as bench press, um, you know, your bicep curls, leg extensions, um, and you know, the squat is definitely a close second to the deadlift for me, but just. My personal favorite is definitely the deadlift. And I think I feel the most spent after I've done deadlifts. I feel like it's it's such a good mass builder. As I said, it can be a great exercise for conditioning when done properly with high rep ranges um, and a little bit lower loads. And you're just using so many muscle groups in your body to perform that exercise that if you're doing it properly, it just can be an amazing exercise. And, and even a lot of clients that come to me with back pain that suffer from back injuries, if I can get them activating their glutes, improve their mobility and doing deadlifts, and that's one of the first lifts that I get them to do, especially with a lot of females that come to me that are just getting into strength training. You know, the sumo deadlift is one of 
the go-to list that I like to try and teach them straight away. And it's also, I think it's mentally beneficial as well because you see yourself getting stronger quickly. You see yourself um, you know, improving each week and you feel the muscles that you're actually working um, and you know you're getting something out of it because your heart rate's going through the roof and it's, it's a lift that I find you can get strong on relatively quickly if you're doing it properly um, and your mobility and activation is going well. And that can be you know, very rewarding mentally um, knowing that you're improving so quickly. So for me, my favorite exercise, if I could only do one for the rest of my life, would be deadlifts. I'd love to hear what yours would be as well. Send me a DM on Instagram or an email at danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. That is the end of the episode today, the end of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast show for the week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. As I said, if you think you got some value out of today's show and you know that someone else that you know could as well, make sure you take that screenshot, post it on your social media, or just tell a friend. I look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode.